This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Not enough O's and smooth, as they say. <laughs> it is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Ian Fitzsimmons in for Canty today. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What is your sweat factor? Do you sweat a ton? Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. not to the point where I'm looking for, like, medication, but yeah. Right. I mean, you, you get me on a college or pro football field in September. Yeah. We got problems. I mean, yeah. you're, you're leaving the Jay Hilburn suit at home. We're going golf pants and a white shirt, uh-huh. tie undone. I mean, roll up the sleeves because we're going to have to talk up. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. Yeah, and by the way, what a veteran move on the white shirt. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I love that move. The reflection of the sun, in addition to the fact that they can't see the sweat as much, Bravo. I was doing. Now you're getting me on a tangent. So I had a Green Bay at Miami game in September. I'll let that sink in, right? Yeah. Packers at Fish. And I've known A.J. Hawk for, since he was playing at Ohio State, rocking number 47, the, uh, the pride of Centerville High School, right? Oh, pride. Got to love it. He comes up to me, had a blue shirt on, ditched the tie, and it looked like I was lactating. He, ah. goes, he goes, dude, we, we got a problem here, man. You, you got to wear white, buddy. I mean, we're in Miami. I mean, it was awful. I still have a picture of it, too. So, yeah, that's when I learned that, that was probably 10, 12 years ago. You got to go white, you know, yeah. because that way, yeah, you're hiding the sweat. It's a beautiful thing. Life is good. Yeah, well, I, I, I tell you what. So I am a year-round iced coffee guy now or iced tea guy now and because simply for this reason. I am drinking hot tea because I've been dealing with a little bit of a cold, and it's a good tea for my voice, all that. But the warmth is already sinking in, and I can already feel my sweat coming, that lactation sweat, as you alluded to. (laughs) I'm guessing within an hour you will have a good (laughs) dose of that in the Zoom. So hey, whatever you, you got to do, man. You're wearing to. gray too. That's not a good. That's not no. also. That's no bueno when it comes to a sweat factor. No, I was planning on remaining in a cold, uh, climate controlled environment today, but the tea has completely thrown that off. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. A lot of what we've been talking about today around Angel Reese and LSU. Of course, after the game yesterday, at the very end of the game, Angel Reese as they win the championship over Caitlin Clark and Iowa. Pointing at her finger, doing the you can't see me gesture that Clayton, Caitlin Clark had done earlier in the year against Louisville and kind of seeking her out in doing it. And a lot of people have had problems with it. And frankly, I, I don't understand why you would. We are constantly, constantly begging athletes to speak the truth. Now, there are times where that's damaging, okay? This is not one of those times. When you have one player in Caitlin Clark who has been the show in this entire NCAA tournament, and there's no question that LSU was probably sick and tired of hearing about her, and they go out and beat her yesterday. She had been talking smack the other day. You know what, Angel Reese? You be you. You go do your thing. You earned it. And for me, I want more personalities in the game I, I don't think any of that is bad publicity for the game. There is such a thing as bad publicity. That ain't it, Ian. I'm in step with you. And it was a historic women's tournament. Whether it's numbers on the floor, 102 being scored the title game, most ever 
you know, in the women's basketball tournament, <coughs> TV ratings through the absolute roof, and Caitlin Clark didn't have a problem with it. She was asked the question in, in her post-game interview, and she said, hey, LSU beat us. They've got a right to talk right now. And you brought it up, Carlin, and you're spot on. Caitlin Clark wasn't exactly she, – she, look, that woman can talk noise too, and she backs it up. Uh-huh. When you go for 40-plus and a 41-point triple-double in back-to-back games on that stage, she hung 30 on LSU – you know, yesterday afternoon at the AAC, and that wasn't close to being enough. Angel Reese recorded 34 double-doubles this year. That's the most ever in a single season in D1 women's hoop. You hang a, over a hundo on the Iowa Hawkeyes who've been chirping also. Man, the, I'm with you. You talk as much as you want to. It wasn't provoking a fight. It was just reacting to Clark also talking a ton after they beat the unbeatable South Carolina Gamecocks, Caitlin Clark and the Hawkeyes earned the right to chirp. They did. And guess what? Angel Reese and the LSU Bengal Tigers earned the right to chirp. And they did. And you know what? I'm here for it. I loved it. Here's Chinea Gumake, who, by the way, is one of the all-time great college basketball players, along with her sister Neka at Stanford. Here she is, ESPN basketball analyst, on this and why Angel Reese was not wrong. This is good for the women's game. I mean, it takes some dogs to make that type of history, the history that I just articulated by the numbers. And you don't really get to be a dog and get to that platform where you get to bring a national title, the first one back to LSU, without having that type of mentality, that chip on your shoulder. And I feel like we have to let these young women be unapologetically themselves. We need to learn to embrace that side of the game because we don't discriminate when things like that happen on the other side. No, no, we don't. And when it happens on the men's side, people, for the most part, enjoy it. And it, it, when it yes. happens on the, on, on the men's side, not even in college, but even in the NBA, do we have a problem because it's in college? Do we have a problem because it's women? Do we have a problem because it's black and white? What, age? What is it? I don't understand where this is wrong on that front. There's a comical aspect of this whole thing because – a cesspool of negativity is where most of the criticism is coming from. And that's Twitter. Find me a more negative space than the <laughs> damn Twitterverse. And these are the people that are clapping at Angel Reese? Man, come on. Give me a bleeping break. And, ha- and like, I'm a proud son of Louisiana. I'm from the boot. And I can guarantee you this, Carlin. There are more than one big money Bengal Tiger boosters they're going to come to Angel Reese and make sure that she does not declare early and try and get her back at LSU for another run with an NIL deal. And people forget also, Caitlin Clark, same thing. There's going to be some Iowa money on NIL to try and keep her as a Hawkeye as well. So I think it's great for the game. I'm, I'm with Shanae. I'm with you. And Angel Reese, don't stop. Keep doing exactly what you're doing. I'll give the final word here to Kim Mulkey, her coach, who I think sums it up perfectly. She was this morning on KJM. She's a magnet. She speaks her mind. She does trash talk. Um, hell, I trash talk. You trash talk. We all love to talk it. But now you have a lot of people watching you. And Angel is unapologetic for who she is. Angel is very, very smart. And she's very, very savvy. And she knows if she crosses the line and it becomes vulgar or it becomes something that doesn't represent me or LSU, someone will tell me and then I will get involved. Otherwise, if what I was told is all there is to it, so be it. Nothing vulgar, nothing that she was instigating, none of it. 
None of it was a part of it. And it's, I'll tell you, if you can't get into what we saw the last couple of days from the women's tournament, you just don't love basketball. That, to me, was the biggest takeaway as to how great it was. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. For the fifth time in school history, the UConn Huskies will play for a national championship. When we're playing harder than the other team, which is our calling card. The rebound caroms right to Sonogo for an easy two. You know, we're able to kind of, you know, body blow our opponent. When you look at this Connecticut team, they can beat you pretty close. They can beat you with a three. I think Dan Hurley put it best. They just wear you down. Sound courtesy of Westwood One NCAA Radio Network. National championship game on the men's side is tonight. UConn, seven and a half point favorites over San Diego State. The over-under at 132 and a half, perhaps a little light. Maybe we'll have to talk about that in our play of the day a little bit later on. Right now, though, we welcome in ESPN College Basketball Analyst, Chris Spatola and Chris, we appreciate it. Chris Carlin, along with Ian Fitzsimmons this afternoon, Kenty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Uh, let's just start here. I want to get your take on what you saw yesterday with Angel Reese, with LSU, with everything that happened with Caitlin Clark at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I understand there was a back and forth. I mean, I I am of the belief, and you know, there's there's two two sides to this. First of all, like. There used to be an artistry to talking smack, you know, like talking trash. Um, and, and there was, you know, nobody knew for a long time that Larry Bird talked smack until the story started coming out. Because as part of him, that was an artist. And I think there's a fine line between talking smack and, and taunting. And I, I you know, I, I sort of vary on the definition of, and I feel like I'm in the minority, which is fine. But I feel like there's a, a fine line between the two. I, I felt like what what Angel Reese was doing was was taunting, which is fine. I mean, obviously, Caitlin Clark has done her share of that. Um, but I, I think we've, you know, the one thing with all of this, guys, is we end up coming down on athletes when we have a coach in Kim Mulkey, who I don't know if there's a coach in America who is making more about winning and about, is making more of it about herself than Kim Mulkey right now. And I, I think sometimes we have to understand these athletes are young people. They take their marching orders from the adults in the room. And if we're not going to criticize Kim Mulkey for some of the antics she has put on during this tournament, I don't under, understand how we go right after the athlete in this particular instance. I mean, look, this is where we are now. I think we've reached a point where this idea of I'm being myself has sort of trumped the idea of what used to be called sporting behavior. Um, and I'm look, I, I, I probably sound old fashioned saying that I'm, I'm willing to sound old fashioned because I do think there are contexts where sporting behavior is probably uh, should probably rule the day. But but I have no I mean, look, I'm not coming down on Angel Reese when there are instances yesterday in that game where her head coach, I mean, just flies off the handle at a referee and nothing is done about it. Nothing is said about it. So, I mean, that's look, I think it's great for, for women's college basketball. I think any attention for that sport is, is worthy. And, and I think the fact that we are talking about uh, that Final Four and, and those terrific Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese in the context of, in any context, I think is a good thing. 
Yeah, I would I would disagree, uh, Chris, on, on Kim Mulkey. Now, just now, look, did she did deserve a couple teeth? Even my fourteen year old, we were about twelve rows up, and uh, she looked my fourteen year old out and goes, "Ooh, she's going to get teed." <laughs> and didn't to your point, yeah. which I was shocked. But the outfits and the attitude and how she really props up her players also. Like she she was standing up Carson and and all these other players saying these are the reasons we won the national championship. I'd push back on Mulkey a little bit, but as far as the individualism, Chris, I'm I'm in step with you, man. You, you go be you, Angel Reese, and, and don't don't apologize for it. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm willing to disagree, and that that's perfect. I mean, the, the thing is, like, if, if if you're worthy of two technicals, and you, it, the fact that you didn't get him, I don't think rationalizes that that type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, we certainly we certainly agree on 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 Angel. I mean, it, look, celebrations from players. You guys know this. I mean. We are getting more celebrations from players after the smallest little things. I mean, we've gotten very permissive with all of the, my biceps are big, I'm tapping my head, you're too small, I'm doing three goggles. I mean, this is, this is where sports is at now at, at, in every sport. So we're, this, is, this is where we've come, and, and if this is how, you know, sort of the end of, ends of games are going to be handled, then... You know, you kind of be yourself, and, and, and who am I to say? But I think we have to remember, my point in Kim Mulkey in is we have to remember that these athletes are young people. They're taking their marching orders from the adults in the room, and if you've got a head coach that's sort of, you know, sporting the antics that Kim Mulkey does sometimes on the sideline, I don't know how the athlete is the one that we're, we're coming down on. It is Chris Spatola, ESPN College basketball analyst. All right, let's get to the game Tonight, tell me why St. Mary's has a chance in this game. Uh, St. Mary's, San Diego State. I've done that like 12 <laughs> times today. I was going to say, what, can, there, what, what, what sport are you watching? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, look, I, I think, first of all, this is a team that is not going to go away. Um, I, and I think if, if you didn't learn that from the last two games, I mean, they, they were basically, you know, obviously a second away from losing to Creighton Day. Creighton game to going to a Final Four, and they were literally a second away from, from going home after the game the other night. Um, this is a team, I've, I've compared them to a boxer all week. Like they, They're going to stand there for 12 rounds, and you better be, be prepared to stand there for 12 rounds. And you may throw a haymaker at them in the sixth. They may go down 14 in the second half. They may exchange blows with you in the seventh, eighth, or ninth. But, but what San Diego State, Chris, is they are a cumulative effect team. They are a we are winning a battle of attrition type of team. And I think their pressure, their physicality, I think their ability to pick up. I think you saw it with offensive rebounding in the second half the other night against FAU. They are they're gonna give you body blows and they're gonna assume that those body blows throughout the course of a game are gonna have a cumulative effect. I think that's one of the reasons they can do this. Now Connecticut is as physically imposing a team, I think, as, as we've seen in this tournament. I think it starts there. I thought they physically overwhelmed Miami. Now, they're not going to be able to do that against San Diego State, but the fact of the matter is they're going to be able to withstand, I think, some of that cumulative effect that I'm talking about. But to answer your question, I, I think San Diego, if, if you're doubting San Diego, San Diego State at this point in the tournament, I don't think you've been watching that team. They're old. They're tough. They, they know how they win. They believe in how they win. And, um, and look, they may not win this game, but seven and a half, if you're talking lines, I, 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 saw, I'm, I, I have no doubt that they're going to cover that line just because of who they are. 
Ian is all over I this right you, now. He is rejoicing on, in the Zoom. Come on with it. Come <laughs> on. I'm with you. We might get it to eight by tip, Coach. You never know. Hey, as far as you know, that San Diego State aspect of them being old, what I mean, their top seven guys are all seniors and juniors. I think four seniors and, and, and three juniors. I mean, they they are they're, they're grown bleeping men. But how important are the first five to seven minutes of this game to maybe put a little doubt in, into UConn that have not been tested? As Coach Dutch mentioned, we're just going to try and keep it close and make them sweat a little bit and actually have a close game. I think it's a great point. I think it's incredibly important. And I, I think you saw it in the Miami game the, the other night. And remember, Miami is a team that can score. And they still got down early in that game. And that was really blouses. Um, when, when, Ad, when Adama Sonogo steps out and bangs down two threes, to start that game, uh, and he was preceded by Jordan Hawkins banging down a three, and, and we didn't even know if Hawkins was going to play in a game. To me, that was kind of blouses, and that's where a, a team that has tremendous balance, has tremendous depth, and, and really good talent, uh, that's where I thought Connecticut was off and running. And even when you know Miami tried to get back into that game, they cut it to eight. What does UConn do? They, they go seven straight to, to jack it back up to 15, and, and that game was over. So I think your point about a start is a good one. Now, let's also remember, though, Ian, that this is a San Diego State that had to come back against Alabama. They had to come back against Creighton. And obviously, they had to come back down double figures, down 14 against FAU. So coming back is not something that's foreign to them. But I think you're dealing with a different animal in Connecticut. This is a Connecticut team that can really score. And they score in a number of different ways. And so that's where I think getting off to a good... The, the thing is, Ian... San Diego State has to make Connecticut feel them early in that game. And I think they're going to do that with their pressure. Because remember, this is a Connecticut team that's playing really without a point guard. I mean, Andre Jackson's kind of been that point forward. They're a very unique team in that regard. And I think one of the ways that you'll see San Diego State tonight make Connecticut feel them is by picking the ball up, being real physical with ball handlers, and then absolutely crashing that offensive glass. Chris, great stuff. We appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. You too. Chris Pizzola, ESPN College Basketball Analyst. I don't know what it is with St. Mary's and San Diego State. Can't shake it. Oh, God. Though. Oh, my God. How much for me to wear that that outfit that Mulkey was wearing yesterday, that, that, that very bright Bengal Tiger pink-looking outfit? Well, I, I mean, what's your price? Name it. <laughs> I, I have no shame. Uh, no, neither do I, which is kind of like... I, I'm kind of curious as to what you would charge because just for, just for Spatola to see me in that outfit, that he yeah. despises so much from Mulkey. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would need you to. Yeah, five hundred. Is that light? I'm in. Sure, I like it. This is me just knowing on the other side of this. Okay, if Ian's going to charge five hundred, what am I going to charge? <laughs> That's all that is. It's it's comparative shopping. I'll, I'll wear that for the XFL game I've got this weekend on ESPN. Oh, it would too. be. Bam. I'll tell you what you Done. should do. If you haven't yet, you need to consult with Myron Metcalf about your wardrobe on the sideline because it would be amazing. <laughs> I'm in. Last I'm time in. I saw Myron at an Illinois Indiana basketball game a few months ago, he had a sparkle jacket that was just top notch. It was absolutely. I can borrow it then. Beautiful. Oh. Outstanding. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Are the Lakers the real deal out west, or is another team about to get 
some major help, that puts some real, real fear in the Lakers' hearts. We'll discuss in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets, but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Ian, I need a sec here. Come on. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, Ian Fitzsimmons in for Canty today. So I had seen one of the comments that was made by Keith Olbermann yesterday where he called Angel Reese a blanking idiot on Twitter, okay? (laughs) Then I just saw another one, and it's from, and I hesitate to even say it, but it won't surprise anyone, it's from Dave Portnoy, who called her a classless piece of blank. What's wrong with you guys? What, what, what are you doing? Seriously, we're talking about a young girl who is still in college, pointing to her finger and doing, you can't see me. She didn't attack anybody. Nobody was playing physically dirty. The other kid had no problem with it. But you two morons want to sit there and and characterize this girl in the worst way possible. This woman, I should say, in the worst way possible. You're the morons. You're the blanking idiot. Were they, I mean, were honestly, they complaining? It was anybody, including those two. Were they ripping into Caitlin Clark for talking noise no, in South Carolina or previously against Louisville? So why why now? Why why Angel Reese? Because it's an easy thing to do. I mean, is it, it, seriously, you're picking this to go get your attention. It made it makes zero sense to me, and I can't emphasize this enough. She wasn't just chirping at the end of the game. It wasn't like all, all of a sudden, you know, she decided, you know what? Okay, now that we have this thing won, now now I'm going to go ahead and start talking noise. Now it was uh, opening tip, halftime, you know, you name it. She that that's just who she is. That's her personality, and I love it. And I didn't have a problem with Caitlin Clark, you know, doing the you can't see me John Cena thing, you know, against Louisville or the way she was chirping after they took down South Carolina. I mean, she damn near went in the stands. And I loved it. It was awesome. 
And Caitlin Clark did not have a problem with Angel Reese following her around, doing the can't see me and pointing to her ring finger because she just won the natty. As a matter of fact, Caitlin Clark, for Keith Olbermann or anybody else, was posed the question after the game and said, they earned it. They beat us. And if she doesn't have a problem with it, why should you? So I got I got one guy who has run through 150 jobs and is just trying to get attention at every turn and has run through those jobs for a very good reason. And then I got another guy, this is just part of the business plan. You know, honestly, I, I'm not trying to pick a fight with anybody, but at, at any point, does it ever strike you to look in the mirror and see what you're becoming when you're going to do this about a young woman at a school who just won a national championship and is being herself and is not doing anything that hurts anyone whatsoever. And you decide this, this is where I can line it up on Twitter. The young lady set wow. a Division One record for a single season with double-doubles, 34 of them. Wow. She just won the natty with her teammates with a remarkable story and Jasmine Carson coming off the bench and hitting five of six from beyond the arc. It was a complete team win. It was utter domination of the team that took down the unbeatable South Carolina Gamecocks and one of the best players we've seen in a long time who's coming off back-to-back 40 burgers, right, including a 41-point triple-double. She had 30 against LSU and Caitlin Clark. And guess what? She likes to talk, too. So what's the big deal? I, I, I really don't understand it. And I, you know what? I was, it was a great daddy-daughter moment being there with my, both my daughters yesterday for the championship game. And all of this is making it even that much better, that much sweeter, because my girls had a true appreciation for watching greatness in front of them. I, I, I shouldn't be blown away by this. I really shouldn't. There are times I'm Pollyanna about this stuff. I'm naive about this stuff. That just, it, it, I, I guess to be fair, Ian, uh, maybe this one strikes a little bit more of a, a chord for me because I worked on the Imus show back in the day when he got fired for what he said about the Rutgers women's basketball team back in 2007. Now, I happen to be. Uh, in off the show the day he said it and had the worst flu of my entire life. And I'm not going to sit here and try to be better than anybody else. That dude absolutely had racist tendencies. And I saw it. And I hated the fact that I was working there. And I didn't really have a choice at the time. And maybe it just triggered me here. But, like, these are the targets that we're picking. These are the targets. Young women who were college student athletes. I, I'm sorry. That's where I always talk noise. Who also uh, who are our very brash personalities. Caitlin Clark is a, a great personality, and she backs up every, her play by actions that, that you know. After a game against South Carolina, she earned the right to say whatever the hell she wanted to say to fans in the stands, right? To South Carolina players because she just torched them, or Louisville. Well, I don't know why it's different for Angel Reese. You know, I mean, it, it makes absolutely no sense. And we celebrate a Lawrence Taylor or a Larry Bird or a Steph Curry. You know, you name it, 
for when they when they when they talk noise, what's the difference? Is it because they're a pro? To me, that's not a difference. You're still an athlete at a high level. Angel, you keep being you. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. It just blows me away. You even want to just call it classless, that's fine. Then you're getting into ridiculous, nasty name-calling. Good for you. Keep it up, boys. Good for you. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Thank you for indulging me. We will get back to the Lakers, the Warriors, all of that. And feel why? Hmm? Do you feel better? A little bit. Okay, but not, there we yeah, go. Yeah, I, I guess. And really, it's just about me and my emotions. <laughs> Who is the scarier team right now, the Warriors or the Lakers? We get into it next, plus more of your calls on Angel Reese in just moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Ian Fitzsimmons in for Canty today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty is just, what's the word I'm looking for? Brilliant. That's a word I would say. Uh, I would say he is just absolutely floating right now with the Lakers and what they have done to put themselves uh, in position to now, as LeBron's even acknowledging, make a championship run. I, I'm i not there yet because there's a lot of hope involved here and there's a lot of trying to stay healthy involved here. And then you've got the Golden State Warriors who have been terrible on the road all season long, Ian. And they are, uh, according to Woj, going to be getting... Uh, Andrew Wiggins back here in the next couple of days. He's missed 21 games because of a family issue, and he should be back in time here uh, to get the last few in before the playoffs. They're 6-7 and seven in the West. They are a half game apart, uh, even in the loss column. Who scares you more right now? The last time I checked, Steph is still with Golden State. Mm-hmm. Clay's still with Golden State. They're getting Wiggins and his 17 points a game back, and he shoots at what, around 47 48% from the floor, right at 40% from three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because Steph's still there, Clay's still there. You got the crazy part, which I think every title team needs, uh, and Draymond Green, he's still there. Wiggins is there. Jordan, Yeah, I'm still going with the Warriors because I don't trust that Anthony Davis can stay out of street clothes for a long stretch. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither do I, and this is, this is what I've been trying to tell Canty uh, over the last couple of days, because he, on Friday, was just absolutely flying high. Like, or Thursday, I should say. He could not get over himself with how things are going, and it made me think, like, what is he banking on right now? He is living in actual hope. But if you think of the Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> and you think of it. our man Morgan Freeman... 
he reminds us this. Hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man insane. Yes, it can. Yes, it can drive a man insane. Of course, you can counter that with Andy Dufresne saying, hope is the one thing that you need inside those walls. All I can tell you is right hope now, Hope got Canty, him out. Yeah. Got, got him away from the sisters. That was big. Yeah. Canty is getting trying to get mentally on that bus to cross the border to get down to the beach. That's that's where he is right <laughs> now in Mexico. Neo, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Look, right, man, I, I, that's the biggest part for me is – LeBron's playing great. He's he's looking uh, obviously getting back in, into basketball shape. Anthony Davis looks fantastic right now, but I just can't trust the latter to stay healthy all the way through June. I, understandable, and neither do I. But um, yet somehow people are really getting sucked into this, like Richard Jefferson, ESPN NBA analyst, who was on Get Up today. Was it a little bit more direct? Was it a little bit more taunting? I think she was intending that. Oh, wrong one. On Richard Jefferson, this is the, uh, I'll grab the other one where he's talking about uh, their ability here to, uh, here we go. They brought in shooting, they brought in depth, they brought in wing depth, adding Rui uh, Hachimura, adding these guys that are big, that can strong, that can play multiple positions. It's been a beautiful thing to see, and they have actually have a few games now to get a better rhythm, and it looks like they're doing that. Listen to Zach Lowe of the Low Post Podcast. Same thing on Get Up. This team looks awesome. They make sense. And as RJ said, to me it all comes down to Anthony Davis and health. We know health hovers over everything, but Anthony Davis has been 37 or more points in four of his last five games. Looks completely dominant. Off the dribble, spotting up, posting up, running the floor. Every ingredient of his game is humming at the right time. If they get that guy and a reasonably healthy LeBron, I don't think LeBron looks 100%. Maybe he won't be 100% for the rest of the season, but he's still pretty damn good. I mean, the West is a complete mess. There's like six teams who could win. They're on the list, and that was not a thing that seemed possible a couple of months ago. That's where Zach got me. When you look at the West, tell me who is the dominant force out there that is going to take control of it because they all, all these teams in the West seem to have their warts. Don't disagree. I mean, it's not Denver, uh, you know, with, with the, the dad bod God. I mean, it, it's not <laughs> Memphis. It's not Sacramento. Uh, is, is it Phoenix? Uh, Kevin Durant, he's got to stay healthy. Put him in that same conversation, right, with, with Anthony Davis. And you look at five through eight right now, this, this is why these next three games or four games, depending on the team, are going to be fascinating because you've got right now in the five spot, the Clippers, Golden State's in, uh, holding the sixth spot down, and then the play-in, Lakers and Nolens. Every single one of those teams has something in common, 38 losses. So mm-hmm. five through eight, all tied in the loss column. And then you've got you know Minnesota at 40, OKC at 41, and then Dallas and Utah on the outside looking in, getting ready to make, you know, Fishing charters and tea times. They're sitting there at 42 losses. So this damn thing's going to the 82nd game to the witching hour to figure out who's got what right now. But I don't have faith that Anthony Davis can stay healthy. And I don't have a lot of faith that Kevin Durant can stay healthy for the Suns, which means the West is wide open. The Mavs are just, I can't get over what's happened. And they have just got to go in the tank the rest of the way. Because clearly Kyrie is going to leave and they are going to need that pick that belongs to the Knicks if it is 11 or lower, but it is top 10 protected, the first-round pick 
that the Mavericks have this year, they cannot allow that pick to go somewhere else by making it into the play-in and maybe you know winning a game or two. Right now, they are sitting, I believe, at the 10 spot uh, right now. On the outside looking in, yep. they're one game back from OKC in the loss column. Take a dive, Johnny. Take a dive. That's what this is about. The, the most important website that every Maverick fan right now should be paying attention to is tankathon.com. Tankathon.com existed. exists because it allows you to look and see where your team is in the draft coming up. And the Mavericks, there is a massive difference between 10 and 11. They need that 10th pick. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.